We are Nopal Queens, three mental health professionals living in Sacramento, California. Together, we create inclusive spaces for our gente to learn and talk about mental health and wellness in our comunidad. So welcome to the table and let's get into it. Hola, mi gente. Welcome back. This is Nopal Queens here with you all. I know it's been a while, but we are so happy to be back with you all. Um, We want to go straight into this episode because it's going to be a great one. But before we do, I want to check in with my Nopal Queens. So let's see. La Luna, how are you doing? Hey, y'all. I am hanging in there. I think this uh, pandemic really kicked our butts last year. And so... I'm personally excited to be getting back into recording and um, sharing some space with you all at the table. Um, we definitely miss you all and we love continuing to engage with you all on social media. Um, life is going all right. I've been doing lots of self-care, reading lots of books when I can. And so I can't really complain. I think I'm starting to feel a little bit more hopeful. And now that the seasons are changing, I definitely thrive with sunshine, like the coldness and the gloomy was not my jam, so your girl was struggling in the winter time. I was like, I'm not cut out for this life. Where's my son? I need flowers. I need spring. I need birds, rainbows, whatever you got. <laughs> so I'm feeling better now, and I'm just looking forward to the new year and, you know, working through and just, you know, and trying to have a positive outlook and kind of just keep rolling with the days. So, yeah, that's my uh, check-in. And I'm going to hand it over to La Hey, Sirena. hola. Good to see you, Queens. It's been a while since we've been on the mic together. (laughs) But things are going well in my world. I'm I'm just thinking about how it's coming up to a year working from home. And it's like half of me is like, oh, my gosh. But the other half has to try to be grateful that it was a year that I did not have to go through traffic in the morning. And that has been very nice. Mm. Like I can definitely feel the difference on my mental health just having those slower mornings before we get into the work that we do all day. Uh, but at the same time, it's like, yeah, that's also been a year of isolation, right, from coworkers and friends. So just kind of straddling the two, trying to be grateful, also trying to validate my feels about all of the pandemic stuff. And some good things are that I'm, uh, we just had our six-year anniversary, my fiance and I. Yeah. So it's been a year since we were engaged. um, And we just didn't even try to touch the engagement stuff or the wedding stuff during 2020. But now we might start to come out and just like start thinking about it or, you know, just try to enjoy our engagement because this whole year has just been worrying about the pandemic. So yeah, we're just excited to maybe hopefully turn a new chapter soon on this. We're all hopefully with the vaccinations and people still wearing their masks, um, <laughs> we can get on to some brighter days. So we're just looking forward to that. I have just have a lot of hope um, that will just continue going forward. So that's my check-in. I'm doing good, staying positive, staying hopeful um, in the chaos. I'm like hey. the little dog in the fire with the mug and he's like, this is fine. Oh, I'm this is fine. Dog. <laughs> just like, this is fine. <laughs> No, I'm, I'm doing okay, though. So, La Rosa, how are you doing? Um, I, I think I'm doing well today. I'm happy. Um, It's sunny. Last night it rained, but it was nice that it's sunny today. Um, It's been warming up, so that's really nice because when it's cold, I don't really want to go walking or walk mm-hmm. my dog as much. So now that I'm, like, 
okay, 60 degrees, I can do this. Um, <laughs> so that's been nice. And it's been nice to kind of get outside. Um, I think just like you, I'm in uh, another little dog in that fire saying like, I'm fine with work. Um, it's midterm season for us. Um, so yeah, students are stressed out and we're there to see them, but it's just a lot of students <laughs> that are stressed out, but we're, we're trying to manage the best that we can. Um, other than that, I'm trying to think, I feel like since like we've been quarantined for a year, like a lot of my days blur together or like, I just do the same things over and over. So I'm like, what has been you? Um, but I know I do have a big announcement. <clears throat> I do have a big announcement uh, to share with everyone um, towards the end of the episode. So please stay tuned and hear about it. I'm so excited to share it all with you. I know La Sirena and La Luna already know, um, but I, I wanted to tell the fans of the podcast too, to kind of get clued in as to what's going on. So, Woo-hoo. Well, today's episode is about growth. It's about transitions in our life and also the meaning of friendship. And we are all, you know, I think we've all had a lot of year, a big year of growth in 2020 in our own ways. We've, mm-hmm. and uh, we'll talk about later about that, you know, the importance of um, growing even through hard times. But we just wanted to start with this topic about growth. And it's a topic that I don't know if we we really bring up a lot in Latino culture about just growth and that individuation, you know, it's not really highlighted a lot of times. So, but it is so, it's so important to talk about because we do have to Mm -hmm. balance being, you know, family oriented collectivists, a lot of us are, and then also individuals. So what does growth look like as a Latino and how do we have unique needs? And so I think what what I wanted to just start with was like what is what are our feelings about growth and and just being able to like make those healthy and hard decisions around growth. That that's a hard question. <laughs> I think the process is hard. Mm-hmm. It's a uh, to be able to kind of if you think of like a plant, like, you know, when a, a, like a branch starts to like sprout outside of like the main little vine or branch kind of thing. And it just, it takes a lot of time and, um, takes a while for you to like feel comfortable with it. But I'm sure just like that, that sprouting experience is, can be hard or hard to navigate at times too. Yeah, I think so. I feel like, yeah, in, in a very like tight knit family, growth can also feel a little bit alienating. Like I know me growing in a different Mm -hmm. direction, it it also felt like separation from people and it was hard. So like the, the decision to go away to college when I was around all my family, you know, back home, it's like, okay, I'm going to grow, but why does this feel hard and not positive, even though I'm doing something that we are told all the time, you know, go to college, go to college. Mm -hmm. Um, so we're going to college and then it just doesn't feel right. So I don't know. Have y'all had like experiences like that? Yeah, I think for me, mine began, I think, oh, maybe like seven or eight years ago. I think that's how long I lived in Sacramento. I can't remember now because it's been so long. <laughs> but um, when I chose to move away seven, maybe eight years ago, it was a really 
probably the hardest decision of my life. I was in my very early 20s and I decided that I just was done living in Southern California and I had gone through a lot of stuff prior to deciding to move and I kind of just remembered feeling like stuck. Even though Southern California doesn't give you a small town feel, that's how I felt. I felt like I was stuck in a small town with the same people and I was just tired of everybody knowing me and I wanted to be different and I just wanted to figure out who who I am because I was always a daughter and a parental like figure to my siblings and somebody that people could lean on and not not that all of those things were not that to say that they were bad but I wanted to for once decide my role those are roles that were given to me not asked I didn't really have a choice in a lot of those roles and so I wanted to figure out who I was but the mental health process that I had to go through was brutal which I think a lot of Latinos do feel it's like that guilt and shame because Mm -hmm. our families do want us to you know grow but I also don't always know that they really know what that means because like when I think about my grandparents and I think about my mom and they came here they immediately found community so yeah they had some growing pains that they went through but then they also um you know gravitated through community and so and sometimes that can kind of protect you from some necessary growth because there were some areas that they didn't have to because they had community and people to guide them and so for me uh I had to just really work through all that internalized guilt and shame and be okay with you know you have a right to individuate a little bit and it's not you're not disowning your family it's not you not caring but you can't build the life in the future that you want if you stay in the comfort of your community. And not to say the community is bad, but for me, it was a necessity. It was, I can still have community, but I need to break out of this bubble to figure out who I am outside of this, these labels and outside of these, like, Mm. you know, this, like, protection, I guess you can say. I don't know if that makes sense. It does make sense that there is a really sense of that protection is our community. It is something that we're really good at. And in terms of like protective factors, I think it's very healthy that young children grow up around like their tios or their primos and their abuelitos. And I think we all really value that. Not all, but most, you know, do value that. On the other hand, just like La Luna was saying, what about like women having their own budget? Like, I had no budget skills. Mm -hmm. That just wasn't a thing they would teach me. Like, I didn't know about a lot of things that I realized it's just because I was a girl that there are some things you just didn't feel like I needed to know. So in those cases, it's like, well, it's great to have this protection. And um, it's okay to challenge some of these things, too. We're not saying it's, you know, I'm not saying that these are bad things. It's just that we could expand a little bit more and and give like women, especially, Hey, it's women's history month. So I'm just going to go there, but we really in the Latino family could empower (laughs) women a lot more and, and really encourage them to grow and fly and pursue professional degrees and things like that. Um, So I think that growth, that's what makes growth hard as a Latina for me was that just feeling different and feeling like I'm going against something by growing and it feeling like a sacrifice versus other families who are more American and Western, it was entitled like, oh yeah, duh, I go to college. That's the next thing. It's like not a big deal. And for mm-hmm. some of us, like that's not my experience. So we have a lot to prove in yeah. college. It, it kind of ended up being a thing where 
It's like, I really have to make this work because of the sacrifice mentally, I think that it takes to just grow and branch out on my own. And I got to get this right. <laughs> so I did feel some pressure. But um, I think the other part of growth that was hard for me is that you are close to family and friends and you see a lot of people growing around mm -hmm. you. And at some point, and I don't know why, but there's also some people who are hostile when you, they see people grow yeah. and they, or they just don't like mm -hmm. to see you grow and want to make you aware of that, or they're not comfortable and you can kind of pick that up. Um, and that's, that's the other part too, is just like, how do you grow when you don't know who around you is like supporting your growth? Yeah. yeah. That's Oh, you yeah. might have some haters. Yeah, haters. <laughs> yo, and I can say your girl has firsthand experience on that because when just like when we started our podcast, I had to learn that there were so many people that really didn't celebrate me, that they weren't for me and they were like bitter and angry that I was doing something. And it's like, well, then get off your ass mm -hmm. and you do something like I'm putting in work like I, that's not my fault if you're not in a mm -hmm. space where you can do that or if you have these insecurities that are preventing you from tapping into your potential but it's a really shitty experience because I started to reflect on it and I'm like that's happened to me multiple times in my life and even this last year when I launched my private practice instead of being celebrated in the community as a Latina as a business owner as a POC like I did receive just like negative energy and it really hurt and it hurt me because wow like I'm such a cheerleader for people like I love like if yeah. you're good to me I'm down for you and I love you and I will cheer you on I will be a ride or die mm -hmm. but if it goes south I'm gonna cut you no I'm kidding <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> and you didn't yeah. even know that you no, cut. <laughs> but I think you're a big supporter of other people. You're like a big you like to hype people up. Yeah. So you would you would want that same energy to be like given back to you. So it just like makes you realize yeah, it's maybe shitty. where people right. are right. at. And you're just like dang. You've done your own work that you are happy for other yeah. people. And so what's like, okay, so if you can't be happy for me, you haven't done your work yet. I could feel that. And it sometimes mm -hmm. it just feels personal, even though it's not, but it yeah. feels like it. I can tell when people haven't done the work because they get real uncomfortable with other people's joy. And it's like, and that's what I want, actually want to get into a little bit next is like, how do we, yeah, lift each other up? And, and where did we get this idea that we're all on the same yeah. exact path to greatness? So then if you see someone growing mm -hmm. like La Luna, you were dude you you are like blooming this year like it was amazing like you have done so much in the community um and so it's like yeah how do we be happy for other people but how do we also realize that la luna has her own journey you don't see the struggles you don't yeah. see all the work behind the scenes um so that's why you don't have the same you know pace as hers you don't live her life every day and go the things you have to go through that you've you've put together just to be where you are it's laborious like seriously y'all should know yeah. <laughs> the la amount luna of times i cried last year you could write a whole so, book on like yeah. la luna chronicles yeah. crying part <laughs> yeah. one through 157 i don't know random number <laughs> But girl, so, your your light is shining yeah. so bright right now. And that's like so amazing to see, you know, that like all the fruits of your effort are like coming like or like blooming right now. Like, you know, 
your light hey, y'all, stop your gassing me up shining bright you got a full you know? moon that should be that should be <laughs> celebrated you know here, we should have like I'm a moon like, okay, <laughs> <Let's run. laughs> but see that's the problem within our communities is that a lot of the times compliments are very backhanded or they're not genuine like oh mm. you know like oh mirala like she's in school mm. and like like if you think you're better yes yeah so like why is it oh yeah i'm gonna strike some chords so listeners don't come for me but why is it that our why is it that our own damn people are the first (laughs) to tear you down like what is that collectivism is not guys when it's convenient but like you're the first to put me down and and shut me out and other me if i am succeeding for our community because I don't my success I don't see it as individual when I succeed I see it as all Latinas are succeeding or all people that identify as Latinas or as female or just as our community are succeeding like I don't just see it as for me only exactly and you know we've had to do a lot of work like I you know to wrap up my other point I was going to say if anyone wants your success they better be able to step in your shoes and do all that crying and all that stressing so if you want those days then then you can have her success and if you're not willing then but I was yeah. going to say like <laughs> I've got some hater ass primas out there <laughs> um so it, it's like um what I first realized it was when I, um, we didn't have healthy communication growing up. There's just that. And I didn't know until I had to lose friends or get good friends who had good feedback or just like good people that had my back to just showed me or relationships. But anyways, I, I learned over the years, what is healthy? How do you healthily express yourself? You know, like some of my family, they don't know how to do that. So it comes out passive aggressive. So I started to shed a lot of things that I just realized oh, I've just accumulated it by just being in this family, but I don't have to communicate like this. But now when I go home and if I have healthy communication, they're like, oh, you're, you think you're all that, you know, or, oh, you think you're smarter. Or it's like they put you down for having a different kind of communication or the breaking the generational cycles. That shit's actually hard. And it's not the glory Mm -hmm. that you think, but it is so important because I have younger, younger cousins, like second cousins, and they do get it and they do have healthy communication and they do appreciate it. And they do see, and when I say healthy, I mean, anti-black communication, getting that out. Like, you know what I mean? Like addressing those things, like addressing and calling out Mm anti-blackness, racism, um, stereotypes, trying to name those things that need to be named. That's what I mean. Like, it's not just the easy communication it's a hard communication how do you yeah. bring up shit to your family right um it's addressing mental health it's telling people no that person's not local it's because they want therapy they deserve that like it's it's just being honest about mental health and therapy and all these things and they look down on it so for me i guess i'm saying this because i grew as a clinician because i chose the path of therapy and it has been the hardest growth because of the mm-hmm. disconnect between, I think, my family and their understanding of mental health and my expertise now in mental health being a licensed clinician. And I just go home and have the hardest time because I'm like, oh, it, you all don't want to hear it. And in fact, it sounds to you like I'm too good or I think I'm too good. Right. So it has that has been mm-hmm. my journey. Mm-hmm. Um but only for some people. And I just want to name this because I don't know if any listeners out there go through that. And I do want to validate like that is that is an experience totally that that you might have. Yeah, definitely. And I think there's always been a point where like, I I think uh, like a fleeting thought of jealousy, like always crosses our mind sometimes, right? When you see someone like 
I think Instagram or oh, like yeah. social media in general, it's like, you know, the highlight reel. And you're like, damn, like, how did they like buy a car and buy a house and do all this in the same month? Like, I'm like, I don't know how you do it. But I think at the same time, it's just like, well, I don't, I don't know what they're going through. You know, I don't know. Maybe they've been saving a lot, you know? So I also have to like, you know, check yourself at times where you're like, okay, I'm just going to be happy for them. They're doing pretty well if they yeah. were able to do that. And you know, my yeah. timeline is definitely different than theirs. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just like knowing that, like we live probably different lives, like very different lives. So I can't compare the two right. of like what success looks like for them mm-hmm. is different. What success looks like yeah. for me or like what brings me joy and in yeah, my life. And we're all willing to do different things. So if you're not willing to do all that work, that's I think what people don't see is the hard work and then there I ask like ask yourself would you do that work and if you say no then that's why you're watching them have their success because they were best because it ain't long hours or you know like I know La Rosa you work through your lunches sometimes with your clients so like people are like that's a bomb ass job you have you know at university but they don't know Mm -hmm. like the long hours you know the client after client like yeah. and how many people are willing to sit with people and hear them and help them change like hours and hours and hours every day yeah and that's you know yeah especially during a pandemic I'm just like oof everyone is struggling yeah. oh, God. so okay y'all I just want to tell you <laughs> I'm like girl some girl sometimes I'm struggling we too like but in, you know but you still have like to show human, up exactly. okay but oh my god uh-huh yeah. <laughs> I'm just thinking this year, though, as like social workers, counselors, we already help people in need. And then the pandemic uh, happened. Yeah. It's like our field on steroids right now. Like, I've never worked so hard mm. in my life. I know. But I've. From the universe. I know. I'm like, uh, when are we getting yeah, a raise? <laughs> Dude. Gosh, this pandemic goes like, I really earned my degree. Yeah. Now I yeah. can really say I really earned my degree because I made it through 2020 as a therapist. <laughs> Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> we we got our little badge, yeah, you know, that we can put on our like little sash, like worked through I feel 2020. Like they should just our license. Do not even <laughs> charge me. Like you should get back to the community and waive our fees. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. that's sad. With I the ju- law. I just renewed I mine. But the law and ethics we've had to learn <laughs> through, through teletherapy mm-hmm. or telehealth, like right, that alone should take care of the law and ethics. <laughs> requirement yeah I feel like I could go get like if I ever decide to leave this job and go get another job I'm like you know I work telehealth through pandemic so boom so. <laughs> so add also add also tech skills because I gotta figure all that shit out to make it work <laughs> exactly oh my zoom skills are on fire now you won't uh. see me showing up as a abogato <laughs> <laughs> that lawyer oh. that was the best oh that, that was, was so cute abogato we really needed hilarious. that but like <laughs> But what about if we do want to show up as then you do it on purpose? Because remember, okay. he did it. He didn't know what he poor guy. I know. I'm he, like, the cat looks so sad too. <laughs> I know. It would have to happen though. We all needed that like laugh for sure. It was like yeah, good therapy right there. Uh, but mm-hmm. you know what? That kind of brings us to our next point about growth coming from friction. Because I do feel like we are all the better Ooh. from some of these things, and that friction. I have to look at it that way. Otherwise, I'm like, oh, I'm over it. <laughs> but I do have to say a lot of the growth I've had is probably been because of failures, um, because of things mm-hmm. that didn't go my way. 
And I think that has been some of my best growth. I don't know how y'all have had your growth experiences go, but. Yeah, I think kind of going through the fire really refines you. You know, I think just like if you think of like, I think it's diamonds, right? You have to put them in the fire to kind of really refine them. Mm -hmm. I think it's kind of the same thing. It's like sometimes you need to go through that fire to like cut stuff out of your life or to like really folk, like help you focus, prioritize what's important for you, help you with that. Like, you know, sometimes pushes you into that growth that you've been avoiding for, for a long time. Um, so yeah, I think sometimes, sometimes we need the push. Sometimes we need to go through the fire. Yeah. This bitch is shining then. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm a shiny and ass also, diamond. <laughs> and also it can be uncomfortable because when I yeah. think about friction, I think about the people that have tried to challenge me or steer me away during my growth because either they were envious or they didn't want those things for me. And so part of my growth was trusting myself and my intuition and knowing you have a path and you're being guided by either your ancestors or some type of force. So learn to trust yourself and don't always be so quick and naive to trust the people around you. Because sadly, Mm. part of that friction is you start to learn that, not everyone has your best interests of heart. And so growth causes friction. Mm-hmm. And it's also painful at times when you start discovering people's truths and you start realizing that they weren't really there to celebrate you. And then when I think of friction as well, for me, literally friction for me has been me having to break down walls to get to certain spaces where I'm in today. Like even ever since high school, like I had to you know, fight to pass like my high school exit exam to graduate, you know, and that was really hard for me. And then, you know, going through different stages of my life and having to fight for my rights, you know, to be in school or to show up as a mental health professional or to, you know, be able to own a business. And so sometimes I fucking hate it though because I'm like look I don't want to learn no more motherfucking lessons I'm done I don't want no more fucking struggle like and I would cry a lot because I was like why does everything have to be so damn challenging like and sometimes I would feel like I can own up I would feel bitter and angry because as a POC it's enraging when you see like your white counterparts just wake up and they get the positions or the opportunities that you've been building up for your whole damn life and that you've been fighting for. And so that has been challenging. And all of the lessons I learned in 2020 alone, yo, like being a Latina and and opening up a business and having to learn what all of that means, it also shows you all of the gaps in our community on we're not taught financial literacy. We're not taught, we have deep money wounds. We're not Mm -hmm. taught about budgeting and how to save and how to invest. And then also like, I Mm -hmm. didn't know, I didn't have people in my family that knew how to navigate a business because my family haven't been in places of, of privilege where they can own businesses. So I was steering this boat in 2020, in a tsunami, I was about to be oh, like, seven scared? I'm just going <laughs> to jump off this boat and I'm just going to die. No, I'm just kidding. But We need to call Aquaman and come save you. <laughs> but they went, okay, Jason Momoa, if you're listening, okay, come exactly. get me. Yeah. Come, come That's get my That's the friend. only Aquaman I will claim. Thank you. No, but that was hella friction. Hella yeah, friction. And, totally. and part of that growth and that friction is not giving in to the friction and not letting it defeat you because it can get really intense sometimes and really, really uncomfortable. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. 
that friction. And also why did we, there's somewhere along the way that we connected the friction with our value as humans and our, and morals, like, oh, I'm a good person. I should be immune from friction. No, it's like life is just what it is sometimes. Like it is the hard, it is the easy. Mm -hmm to the good people and the bad people like and i don't even know what that means you know and so it's like, i think there were also some philosophical things i had to shift and like a couple things i learned very early was one no one actually ever said you will get what you want all the time like yes. that's not actually a human right and it's not in the constitution <laughs> um True. and then mm -hmm. two it's like no you know no one actually said that things would go your way um and that doesn't, and sometimes when it doesn't go your way, it's because there was something else that needed to happen for you. And that has happened so many times to me where I'm like, the guy didn't end up dating or the, you know, I, I'm really lucky. I haven't not got a job I haven't applied for, but like mostly like friendships or opportunities or just little things that fell through. And then something else would come along and I'm like, oh, cause I'm supposed to be here with this thing. So I think friction has also taught me to just be humble and not think that everything's supposed to go my way because I see mm -hmm. people struggle through that all the time. Like they somehow thought that they're supposed to be going there, like things go their way. And if it doesn't, the world's falling apart. It's like, maybe this is an opportunity to try a skill you've never tried before. Like maybe this is the first time you're bumping up against your own limits and it just being uncomfortable doesn't mean you shouldn't keep going through it and there could be something on the other side. Mm -hmm. So I've actually really learned to lean into uncomfortableness and that discomfort is telling me, okay, after you stop crying, <laughs> now what are you going to do? Because it's exactly. okay to cry. It's <laughs> okay to cry it out a little yeah, bit. All that anxiety, all that overthinking, all of the loss of sleep, racing thoughts, like all those things happen during change, but it's like, okay, bitch, <laughs> tell myself, like, what will you do with this newfound wisdom? Yes. That's how I ground myself. I ground myself by saying, now what? Okay, so this bugs you. You have some wisdom. What will you do with it now? What is possible now that you have thought mm. about it? And I just move forward from there. And that's how I handle my friction. Yes. Yeah, and now you have an ocean of wisdom, La Sirena. Oh, La Sirena, ocean of wisdom. You see me with my fork out there in my hair. You better come check on me. <laughs> but if you okay, girl, blink twice if you need help. I think that means you're having a good time. I'll have what she's having. Thank you. I know. But do I think us as Latinas, we are breaking a lot of generational cycles in terms of gender, age, everything, I, sexual identity, oh, yeah. like just life moves, career moves. I think Latinas are breaking through a lot of different norms and that makes it really uncomfortable sometimes. So shout out to the Mujeres. It is Women's Me. History Month. All your growth, all your change. We see you. We see you, queens. So I think I want to get into another topic that has something to do with change and friction and growth. It's like, okay, we are still people. So what are our friendships and relationships look like during this time? Because it can get wild. <laughs> what did you say, La Luna, with your boat? Yeah, girl, like being in the ocean on my boat and really into that. just wanting to yeah. jump off and being like, oh, I'm going to die. Okay. Right. So we're going to talk about who's on your yeah. boat. Who's jumping ship and who's staying with you through the storm? 
Yeah. Or who stayed back on land be like, all right, yeah. you do you. I'm going to well, just stay back here. I'm not going to be the party Gemini that I am. And I'm not going to throw those mofos under the bus. So I'm just going to talk about the ones that made it You're onto silly. the boat. <laughs> just kidding. But uh, mm-hmm. no, but uh, I, I, you know what? I love my community. And I'd like to say that I've worked really, really hard to be intentional with the energy that I put out so that I can receive the same quality, love and support in return. Like, I really am just trying to be the person that I can be proud of and that I can look back and say, like, these group of people I've attracted because I did so much work to heal, right, from from the inside out. And so right now, like, I have really dope-ass friends right now that I'm so proud of. And one of my um, best friends is opening up, like, an e-commerce, like, coffee shop in San Diego. And I have another, you know, my other best friend that just opened, well, just got her LLC and she's a registered dietitian. So she's on her grind trying to build her business. And I'm fucking proud of them. I'm hella proud because I know the blood, sweat, tears, and struggle that they had to put to get to these points and all the breakdowns and all of the, you know, moments that they thought, you know, this isn't going to happen for me to see where they are now. And that's growth and that's also learning to work through your own insecurities and learning to heal so that you can be that person for the people in your life so that you can be comfortable in their change and you can support and respect their hustle and their achievements and I feel like when people maybe when you have friends that are maybe insecure or haven't like like um I was saying earlier when they haven't done their work they could really be really toxic and they can tear you down and they can try and steer you away from your dreams or sometimes like what I learned at a young age is misery loves company and so I had friends and I had ex-partners is that Mm. everything was good as long as I was their level the moment that I started to shine or that I started to move up oh they came and their truths came out and their ugliness came out and I thank god that like or just the universe that there was always parts of me that knew I don't want this shit. I'm way better than this. So I'm going to figure out what the hell I got to do. Go to therapy. I don't know. Talk to somebody. But I'm not staying in these relationships. And that was part of my growth is being okay with cutting out these friendships. And now for me, friendship, I have high standards for friendships. And honestly, I don't make a lot of friends now. I really don't because my standards are that high. I'm like, what type of person are you? Are you loving? Are you kind? Are you compassionate? Do you mm-hmm. celebrate the people in your life? Are you all about yourself? Are you toxic? Because if mm-hmm. you are, I don't want you in my life and I don't want your drama and your toxicity. And so I've been okay with setting high standards because I'm like, if I can do set high standards with partners, you're damn sure I'm going to set it with friends because I'm done. I'm, I'm at a point yeah. where it's like, I don't know, ever since I turned 30, I was like, F you, F you, F you. I don't give a shit about anything. I'm going to live my best life. If y'all want to come join me, great. If you want to be toxic, get the fuck out. Okay, bye. That's where I'm at. Yes, yes. It's like protecting your energy, right? And it's like, who do you let near you? Because that really impacts your energy. And, And some people feel so entitled to your friendship. Like, I'm sorry, but I can feel your vibe and we can just say hi and bye as we see each other. But I, you know, but that entitlement to your time and your energy are upset when you're not giving them like a lot of attention. It's like, 
okay, I can already tell that's a red flag for me. And, and it's, I'll be kind and respectful to everyone. There's, you know, I like people. I'm a Gemini extrovert. I love people. But who do mm -hmm. I intentionally bring into my circle for any amount of time? That yeah. becomes a very small circle. Mm. But I think that's been my favorite part of growth for me personally. It's not my education. It's not my income. It's not any of that crap. That's all mm -hmm. capitalism. But the the real growth I feel that I've <laughs> loved is um, learning how to love people yes. and learning how to foster relationships. And one thing I did see my mom do, and I think it's because we were in a military family. So when my dad would go away to uh, get, if he was somewhere for a little bit or going to war, we were alone. It was her and, and just us two. So I think she started to just realize the value of friendship and she would have all these friends and she would be so nice to her friends and she would talk good about her friends and she loved her friends and she just, she, my mom loves the shit out of her friends. It's so sweet. But I just thought, okay, <laughs> I, could, I could take notes from this lady. <laughs> so I think I, I think my mom inspired me just to like love women and love friends. And I just used to hate when girls would be like, I'm one of the guys. I'm like, why? Why would you want to be one of the guys? Be a woman. Be one of the chicks, man. Be one of the badass chingonas. I don't want to be a dude. I want to be a chingona. <laughs> and I would just, and so I think learning how to love people and learning how to be a good friend and also learning how to let go. So if your friends need to reschedule, it's cool. If your friends are tied up, it's fine. If you haven't seen your friend in three weeks, but they finally reach out, it's fine. And just also not holding people to like my standards. I always ask myself, like, is this something you're just making people subscribe to or do they want to do something, right? As a leader, like type A sometime person, like I'll want to have an idea, but it's like, is this mm -hmm. mine or is this something the group would want? So I, but that's not mm -hmm. always been easy. Mm -hmm. I, I didn't just step into it. I had to try it out. I had to like fail at a few friendships. I had, to, or I had to trust in people who showed me that they, there's some assholes out there. You could totally trust people and think the world of them. And they, for whatever reason, could be a total asshole. That I still am trying to get my head around. But I've lost. I don't know. I don't know what happened to those people I growing don't know, up. But, but some people would like flip my, like, I would get shocked. Sometimes I would just get shocked. Like, how is this going bad right now? Or why would this person say that about me or do that thing? Like it would, it would be like traumatic sometimes for me to like learn somebody wouldn't be as nice as I want to be. Or then so, but now I'm like, you were saying La Luna, I'm in a, it's been years now, at least a decade. Like everyone in my circle has been amazing. I have all amazing friends. I think between the ages of like 18 to 22, I was really in that rocky place of learning friendships. But I, about after 25, like, it's been nothing but amazing and um, I have amazing people in my life with amazing energy. So I, I'm very, very lucky, but I remember those early days of like, mm -hmm. what's wrong with humanity? <laughs> I'd get so butthurt over everything. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if y'all were like that. I don't know. It was just, it, it felt rough right after high school, I think. I think mine was like during high oh, school. Oh yeah, that too. It was like... Well, rough. rough and then I think after that I'm just like oh I got burned by friends I'm a I'm gonna be careful <laughs> with friends yeah. but I think just like you like I saw from example like my mom is like I guess she's an extrovert but she's just like very yeah. friendly so she just like tries to like be friends with everyone that she meets and it's nice so I think that kind of comes off of me too and I think also just like my past experience of like working at in and out or just like customer service where I'm just like 
overly friendly to people and like hi how are you come on in like super welcoming and they're like what's going on why are you so nice to me but I think I don't know I I like being warm towards people like like making them feel welcome but it's also like also knowing like is this person for me like like what level of like friendship we have like I sometimes I talk to my students about that like like we have different levels of like intimacy, right? Like who can I be like feel super safe with? Who can I just talk about like work or school with? Um, Yeah. So it's kind of letting like friends come to different levels. Um, But I'm like, yeah, but I feel like I'm pretty open and welcoming to people until like I see that something's off and then I'll be like, okay, I'm withdrawing a bit or, (laughs) but yeah, but I think also for me, like, I'm introverted. I'm the introverted one out, out of the Nopal Queen. So sometimes I'm just, like, more quiet or I'm just, like, in my own world. And, uh, yeah, and I I always have to explain to my friends, I'm like, I'm not mad at you. I'm just, I don't know, just me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, and I think it's because, like, that's how my family was, like, after school like everyone just went into their own room like we ate dinner and then everyone went into their own room like we all just had our own time and like my I know that when my dad came home after work and like ate dinner my mom's like don't bother your dad or like leave your dad alone so we were just all used to like just doing our own thing so I think that's just like continues and like my husband's introverted too so like we don't have to say things to each other we're just like living our own lives Um, but I know that's different for other people. So I have to sometimes have to explain that to people. I know. Cause, and then there's the other side of it too. Like maybe folks who are codependent and like cannot do something without someone like that would be a a Mm -hmm. tough friend to have. I think La Rosa for you. (laughs) You want to come over? Yeah. I'm just like, I'm good. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Like I went, I think for me, like going away to college and then like studying abroad Mm -hmm. in like, Asia and then moving up to Sacramento alone like I'm just like I think very like independent and like I guess adventurous like I can do this I can do this on my own yeah you know like I'll figure it out um but yeah yeah I think I need to like maybe upfront tell people like uh maybe I'm like I can be I'm like a really good friend but I don't think I'm a, like a best friend that like we like talk every day um kind of person but I'm like I'm down for you like like, whatever you need I will be there for you I'm just so then how yeah how have your friendships gone through transitions um I think like have you had to be more vocal for people Mm -hmm. yeah yeah I think with people who like I feel like I have good friendships with I think we have like this sometimes like even an un unspoken thing of like yeah we know we're friends Mm -hmm. And we probably just don't talk for a while, but that like we just reconnect every once mm-hmm. in a while, you know, every few weeks, and we don't. So they're yeah. like supporting so... you through change, and just like when you all can. Sounds like very laid back, go with the mm-hmm. flow, respectful of the reality of adulthood. Yeah. yeah, and I think a lot of my friends are also like very busy, yeah. so like we'll we'll like try to schedule like a Zoom session or. Um, yeah, but I think I'm also um, maybe closer, like, I think the people that I talk to the most on the daily basis are, is, like, my family and my cousins and um, my sisters, so 
and my uh, in-laws and my sister-in-laws. So I think like those are the people that I talk to a lot. And then, and then my friends are like the medium level and then just acquaintances. If like we were just coworkers at work and then we stopped, like for some reason, one of us transitioned out. I'm just like, yeah, I'm cool Maybe. with you. But I, sometimes I just don't go out of my way to yeah. talk to them. Did y'all ever get yeah. superstitious? Like if you told certain people about your growth or your next steps, like they would put bad juju out? I've been burned. I've been burned. Yes. <sighs> you know why we learned that? We got that trauma from our salty ass tias. They couldn't just be happy for people or those shitty primas. Right? Oh, There's always this man. superstition that sometimes you want to share things with people, but then you don't want to put your stuff out there for people to have put bad juju on yeah. too. <laughs> I'm like, is that a thing? Yeah, my mom my head? would always <laughs> tell me that, like, don't tell people like your next plans or like, because she's like, there's people get the one that like mal de ojo or like, mm-hmm. they're just going to like wish bad things for you yeah. or like, Oh, I want to see her fail. And I'm just like, dang. Mm-hmm. Malas but yeah. I'm like, why are people like that? That's that's true. I know, and then it messes with me. It's like, who can I tell about this thing? <laughs> uh, yeah. 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 And, I and think it's the people... uh-huh. No, but it's sad too because it makes you feel like you can't celebrate your accomplishments or that you don't deserve to experience joy and celebrate the good things that are happening for you because, you know, it's like you put all this work. So it's like, who are your people that you can celebrate those things right. with? You Yes. Mm. It's like you have to use your sixth sense to figure out who. Or give people a little bit of news, see how they do. And then if they're like truly down for you, you're like, okay, you're going to be cool. You'll be fine. It, But these are all things I, mm-hmm. I think it's been years since I've had to navigate, which is very good. But yeah, totally. I, I used to think like, can I tell this person? I don't know. Will they be a hater about it? Um, and I don't know about y'all, but <laughs> especially those of us who've grown fast. Like, I don't know why, but I, I did have a fast career growth in the last four or five years. I'm not trying to do that. I'm actually like trying to just work, keep my head down till retirement. <laughs> and I just had like a lot of growth career wise recently. And it's just like uncomfortable. And I just wonder like who is out there like really happy for me. Who's just like looking at me like side eye. And, and I don't know. It's just weird. And then I have to mm. remember this is your journey only. Like all your job is, is to show up today for yourself and whether or not people are with you or not. And I think most people are. Uh, but you know it doesn't even even if they are like it's still yours to navigate you can't give this to anyone else this is still yours so um, I try to just remember that and um, and also assume good intent I actually do try to do that I assume positive intent which is what I I did Mm -hmm. get burned a few times because I I assume it and I really truly think people are going to do well so like I said it's always traumatic when they do something wrong, like mean or wrong. I'm like, why would they do that? But I actually mm-hmm. assume positive intent because I actually think everyone's trying yeah. their best. That is a hundred percent true in my heart. I think everyone's trying their best in this world and it's not easy. Yeah. yeah. So I think we should get to this next part about um, transitions and friendships and healthy friendships. We have someone now who's modeling all of this for us and experiencing their own experience or growth um, and transitions in life. And we are honored to be a part of it. And today I want to highlight La Rosa because she has some big, exciting news. And we want to give you some time. 
And we're so happy and excited for, for La Rosa and we can't wait to see this next chapter. Yeah. Oh, man. I'm just like trying to like keep all the feels down ah! so, I can, <laughs> so I can actually say it. Well, some of you know, if you know me personally, um, but pr- probably a lot of you don't. So uh, I'm actually pregnant. Yay! So yeah. Woo! Um, it's my first child. Um, I'm almost six months pregnant. Um, so it's it's going by really fast. So yeah, this is a definitely a huge transition for me and um, my partner. Um, yeah, it's something we've never done before. And it's definitely different from my my single life, I guess I've been living this whole time. Or not like single, but like as a like just an individual. Kidless. Yeah, childless <laughs> life. Um, so yeah, I think lately I've just been kind of like in this I don't know if like maybe other people have gone through this, like in this like days of like what is happening like (laughs) kind of like I feel like my stomach growing and stuff like that I'm like okay there's there's oh there's there's something in there there's growing my life is (laughs) yeah I'm like I'm responsible for someone else now or gonna be for like the next forever possibly like 18 plus years (laughs) um for sure the probably the first 18 (laughs) we'll see Hopefully my child likes me and we'll still be friends. Um, we're putting it out there to your universe. <laughs> yeah, we're putting it out there. Yes. Um, but yeah, I think it's also coming to terms of like, I think this is an exciting time. It's definitely a time of like growth emotionally and physically. Um, but it's also a time of like, oh shoot, like I'm grieving too. Mm-hmm. A lot of things in my life, uh, like I said, like my childless life, <laughs> um, yeah, and different things of like, oh, I have to take a break from my career a little bit. Um, not really sure what that's gonna look like yet. Um, just like different things too that are maybe in the mix that are up in the air. Like me, and my partner haven't really solidified yet. Um, but yeah, I think it's just been like a lot to go through on top of like being in a pandemic and working in a busy environment and it's been a lot so I've just been having to like um like relearn my limits you know and sometimes um yeah it's it's a it's a hard process to be like dang I can't I can't push as as hard as I used to or keep going as much as I used to because I know I feel like sometimes I'm an overachiever and I like to do things and now I'm just like I cannot stress out because of the baby (laughs) (laughs) must (laughs) must keep baby safe you have to like redistribute Um, your energy yeah 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 definitely and I know La Luna and La Sirena have been like a huge support for me since the beginning like the beginning first trimester like oh I'm nauseous <laughs> kind of phase and you know I'm just so thankful for their friendship and like they've been like great cheerleaders in my life and big supports um and I think also a big <laughs> a big support like for me for them helping me kind of like uh like through the transition of uh oof, okay, this is hard <laughs> To say that uh, <laughs> T 
tears are coming down my face just in case. We're always down to cry. That's the motto. Yeah, yeah. But I think like at this time in my life and maybe for who knows how long I'm going to kind of tra- transition or take a, a step back from Nopal Queens and uh, that's a hard transition to make in life um, because I know this has been so important to me and to to just the team in general um, but also knowing that like I have limits now and if my life is about to look very different it's already starting to look very different and I know like this summer I don't know what life with a newborn is going to be like so just kind of uh, I think that's like where my my main focus needs to be on like unfortunately and I think I'm one of those people that I'm like I strive so hard for like my career and like so like for like this podcast and like all these extra things and then come that coming to a halt is like difficult for me but also at the same time I'm like I'm so excited to start a family so it's like a mix of emotions and I wish I could do it all I really and when I think you will once the baby doesn't need someone to feed it (laughs) I think once it can feed itself and knows its name and can dress itself then you can just resume like this is just a tiny break so you can keep it alive (laughs) but you but keep it alive keep myself alive it's a pause not a break you know, I think that mm-hmm. I just, I love that this is happening for you. And I totally see this as like, you're meant to still do all these things, but for just a little bit of time, you got to keep this. <laughs> like the baby doesn't know how to feed itself yet. It probably needs you. And then it does. And I think like newborns don't, they pick the schedule. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh my gosh, girl, I just major props to you. You're about to be a warrior. Yes. Woman. Like you already were, but you're about to be mama. Like I can't. I can't wait to see the growth you're about to have and all the wisdom you're about to have that, you know, I have a stepdaughter, but I don't have biological children and have to change her diapers or stay up at night or watch her be really sick or have to take her to the doctor. So like the, the journey and the wisdom that you're about to have, like, wow, my friend's about to become even more of a bad ass. Yeah, like growing a whole and human. Some parental wisdom. Dude, you're building a whole human. No baby, no bad. I can't wait. I know. <laughs> so I mean I hear you how hard it is but I mean I'm so excited for you and I I want to empower you as a woman like you are badass yeah and I look up to you so much friend like I always tell you like you already have such a natural like disability to be so kind and soothing and loving and supportive and so I'm just so proud of you for knowing yourself and your priorities and for speaking up and for trusting that people love you and that you know they want the best for you and I'm just I'm so excited I'm so excited for you for a little baby Nopal to meet this little cutie and spoil the shit out of it like little tia la luna um and I'm just I'm just so proud of you friend and you really are like a testament to like this episode like a lot of these things that we talked about today you're you're living it you're modeling it and you're you know, you're inspiring us and the friendship, the growth that you went through with us during this, just having to figure all this out. Like, like you really, you really showed me the definition of friendships and the love and work 
that you have to put into friendships that really that really do matter. So, yep, that's La Luna crying, yo. The only time I'm gonna allow you guys. Okay, ya estamos llorando. I'm not a celebrity crier, okay? It's not cute. Ah. Uh, oh. <laughs> yeah. So no, and I also want to thank you all, like, just like helping me also navigate like this transition too, and also helping me like realize that like I do have limits because maybe I was in a bit of denial right of like no I, I can keep going but the reality is like I, I can't like uh at least for right now I just need to kind of focus my energy on <laughs> growing something <laughs> and starting to nest and trying to figure out like the next few months of my life and I'm like so appreciative of that and like I'm also happy that like even though it's a hard like transition and it was a hard decision for me to make that like no matter what like I know that you you all are my friends it's not like there's no ill will or there's like nothing like that it's just like no you are friends that are helping me support like support me during you this can't time. get rid of us because so little baby Nopal I really that. love that baby <laughs> and like I don't know that you know our fans know that um La Rosa and her partner are the ones who edit and we spend hours and hours on this and as your friend and because I love you I would never expect you to sit around the computer and edit for hours when your little cute nopalita is like you know behind you needing you or like I could just imagine like you all don't want to be sitting doing this when you could be building your family so I we're also just like here to literally hold you up and be your community and, and like give you that space to be a mom and bond and then when you're mm -hmm. ready we're here for you so I also have a vision that you and your partner um, have all that bonding time that you can have because we're always going to be here <laughs> I think it, it's mm -hmm. in the business plan yeah. okay y'all we'll be here for we're a while that shit. <laughs> um, <laughs> but but outside of the business model i i'm hoping we're friends and for that, life exactly. oh, yeah. and we're always friends for life so we love you and and we're here for you and whatever you need even if you need us to bring you food because you can't get out or drop off diapers or whatever Walk the you dog because you know that's my oh, that's yeah. my first little baby that's right. We can walk the dog or, or we can help have them for the weekend. Whatever you need from us. Yeah. No, I'm very appreciative of that. And like, yeah, just supporting me throughout this transition, you know, and and even though like we all have like different paths and I know you both are going to be doing great stuff with the podcast. I know there's a lot of exciting things coming up and I'm just like, gonna be your number one cheerleader like I'm still here to support you all and like send good vibes when I'm when I'm awake <laughs> and, and coherent <laughs> right uh, but you know it, it's just like such an amazing project and I just want to continue to see it thrive whether it's like me being part of it or like me kind of supporting from like the sidelines a little bit with the, yeah. with a new little <laughs> member to our team um Nopal Queens yeah, is growing. It'll be good no matter it what. Is. So, because you're right, as in 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 real mm -hmm. life, y'all, we are friends. IRL, good, we friend. are friends. <laughs> well, I, yeah, I want to thank you for your time and sharing this news with our listeners, and I think they're all going to wish you well. I know they're all proud of you too, and so maybe we can check out with. Um, 
maybe just like one idea of how to practice like self-care. How do you all practice self-care or like one thing that you do to help yourself through these transition and when you have to make hard decisions? Oof. I think uh, I like taking like walks or like walking my dog or like sitting outside and just like reflecting and thinking, kind of processing. Uh, I like that. And I'm like, I guess my pregnancy self-care has been sleeping, awesome. <laughs> sleeping more because <laughs> I'm tired a lot. But yeah, that's what comes to mind like right now in this mm. season. What about you all? I think. Um, I, oh, go for it. Well, I think my self-care might be, um, just like, okay, a combination of reflection, movement, physical body movement, and also, uh, reaching out to a friend and, and just kind of talking my way through a difficult decision or something I, mm. I just am experiencing. And recently when I had a little bit of, um, I just experienced that compassion fatigue, I'm sure you all know, because of the pandemic and the increase in work, I, I felt that a little bit. And I was like, okay, I'll do the healthy thing. And I reached out to friends and I took walks, you're right, and I just reflected. And actually that really did help me <laughs> kind of get through and feel good about um, moving forward through my friction and getting to another side of stability. So I, I think I actually had to do that recently, but that would be my suggestion is also just make sure you're getting out there moving and, and talking to people about what's going on for you and also doing some of your own reflection little holistic way of of handling your friction um my self-care would have like i've been this pandemic i was i built a community like virtually and so like i part of my self-care is um a virtual book club that i'm in that i really love and it's been really just supportive and fun to not have to deal with life for at least for that hour because we can just get lost in the book and and that's been helpful and then um just movement like um I have like a cycling bike and I'd be having full-on concerts on that bike and it's really <laughs> you know movement has been really healing for me because I uh, have a very complicated relationship with with my body and um and trying to you know repair it and give it love and the love and support and respect that it deserves and so movement has been such a good healing thing for me and it's so weird because sometimes I'll be on the bike having like a full-on concert and then the next I'm like bawling my eyeballs out because I'm just in that vibe and so I've, I've been enjoying that and then just spending a lot of time outdoors with my dogs and seeing them so excited to go on hikes and enjoying the fresh air and so I'm definitely taking advantage of the weather and just really doing what I love and being outdoors more. And I think that's, that's been really healing for me. So I would say that's been my self-care. I love it. Yeah. I love all these ideas. Yes. Thank you all for being here. And if you're new, welcome and definitely check out our other episodes so you can get all, you can get the inside scoop on all things in the body queen. Yes, definitely. Adios. And I will see you all soon. All right, bye. bye, gente. Adios.